Hey, 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 guys, it is Allison. I am the host of your show, Allison Answers Mission Awake. I cannot wait to sit down with you today and go over how we are going to crush the mediocrity in your life that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of time. I cannot wait to have a real deal conversation that includes intelligence, fun, excitement, and real actionable steps to make a real difference in the life that you're living now and making it into something you can be damn proud of and excited to live. Sit down, put on your damn seatbelt, and get ready for the ride of your life. Hey, 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 this is Allison from Allison Answers, Logger Counseling Services. We are here, Mission Awake, for our one of our best shows yet, I think. All the other people, okay, get ready. All the other people who've been on the show, don't get like hurt that I said this is the best show. Obviously, I haven't done it yet, so I don't know if it's the best show, but I'm, I think it's going to be such a popular show. And the reason that I think this is going to be a popular show is because this is a show that is going to touch a lot of hearts. And I think it's going to affect a lot of people. And if you know people that are dealing with this particular issue, I ask that you uh, like it, share it. You know, we want to, we want to advance as much as we can in helping human beings to have a better life. So today we have a great, unbelievable guest and her name is Jane Axman. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Jane actually is a therapist that works with me at Logger Counseling Services, and she is really our, one of our n- number one go-to therapists. Anyone who calls in and has an issue, when we're placing people, because we we place people in like a custom way to make sure that they have a really good connection with the person. And when we're placing people with Jane, we're always confident because her clients love her. They think she's funny. She's um, engaging. You are funny. She's funny and she's direct and down to earth. And her and I, Jane and I decided to have a conversation uh, publicly about basically an epidemic that's been going on forever um, in the lives of young women. And it's not just young women, it's women across the board in relationships. And I'm not saying that this does not also happen with men because it does, but we see this consistently year after year, day after day, session after session with women who prior to being married are struggling with repeatedly in being in bad relationships. So Jane um, is going to share her experience. She's going to share her knowledge about what this all means. Uh, What I also want to say about Jane is that Jane was a guidance counselor for 30 years. Uh, She spent years helping countless people in a community that really, really needed support and help. And she was a person who really made a difference in that community and developed relationships that are lifelong with these young, sometimes immigrant, lost students who didn't have anyone to help them. And she was really, really there to help them. So I just, you know, she's just a good egg. Uh, So let's go, Jane. All right, let's tell go. Us, tell us what what made you decide that you wanted to be here, that you wanted to do this podcast. Like what sparked so, it in you? Right. So I think it has to do with really me and where I come from and some of the mistakes I've made in my life along the way and what I've learned 
Yeah. And I feel like if someone comes to therapy, they're already ahead of the game. And if they're willing to work on themselves. But my goal is that they have a better understanding of themselves, what they need from a relationship, what they deserve from a relationship, so that they don't make those same mistakes going forward, really. You know, and I'll tell you, Jane, one of the, you know, all you need to ruin your life is being in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's a classic experience for, for women in their twenties or adolescent women because yes, of a societal right. ill of yeah. low self-esteem, you know, and even as they get yeah. older, you know, it's okay for a man to be single, but for some reason, even in today's society, these girls feel a certain stigma if they're not in a relationship. So rather than sometimes say, okay, maybe this isn't the healthiest relationship, I need to move on, they get stuck and they try to make it work. They frequently blame themselves and don't recognize that maybe it could be a healthier choice for them to not be in these relationships. Yeah. And, you know, what do you, what do you think the main reason is that people stay when things are, when they're not being, being treated properly? I think it's a couple pieces. I think one piece is that women in general hold themselves responsible. So they think it's their fault that Mm -hmm. the relationship isn't working and they refuse to, or have a tough time recognizing that. And because of that, they try to change it. I think the other piece also has to do with patterns, uh, what they've seen growing up, how they've seen their parents interact with each other. So what happens, unfortunately, is if let's say our parents were in an unhealthy relationship, that's our normal. That's our typical. That's what we know. So we don't always recognize that maybe we are repeating that pattern. Well, I, I mean, that's classic. We see that with like almost every client that people come in. And this is a big thing that we talk about here on this podcast and anyone who will listen to me, like anybody, anybody who gives a shit who will listen to me, I will tell that we're all automated, that mm-hmm. the way that we see our life today, any outcomes. So like the outcome of real time, what is my relationship? What are my relationship patterns? Where have I landed in my life relationally, financially, spiritually, physically? All of those things are an indicator of how we're programmed. And really, that's why this is called Mission Awake. And so women, very often, like I'll tell people that people who are in dysfunctional relationships, um, dysfunctional people do not get in relationships. They take hostages. Mm -hmm. So. It's classic for, and I'm, we're just for the purposes of this program, we're going to talk about women. And I just want to, I have to do a disclaimer. Every, any person that, any situation that we're talking about here, it's not one particular client. We, this is, we're talking about an overall societal ill that we see every single day. And I've experienced it. I have been in relationships, literally. I was in a relationship in my early twenties. I swear to you, I was a total and complete hostage. And I did not know everything about the relationship. Like I probably had the worst boyfriend ever. <laughs> like classically, probably, probably no, no, no. I'll you. fight yeah, you I on the lawn about this on one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. 
And we don't recognize it when we're in it. That that's no, I knew happened. it. That's the sickest part. In initially, I, I didn't know it. But right. once I figured it out after four long years and living with four him, four years, right? Four, I freaking couldn't go. It was mm-hmm. like I was like, like I had an electric fence. Right. And like a lot of times, friends, family, they just think you're an idiot. What studies show is that women who are brilliant, you know, who really have every other area of their life together, right? Absolutely repeatedly end up in this type of a situation. And it has nothing to do with intelligence, it has nothing to do with um their appearance. It has everything to do with this, this really low self-esteem, I think, don't you? Yes, I think low self-esteem. So, I mean, as you've said to me before, we get what we're willing to tolerate. So, and, and what happens is it doesn't happen all of a sudden. It's a gradual, it's gradual. So as it continues to get worse and worse, we don't really see it because then we feel like we're also invested in this time, which makes it harder and harder for a lot of women to walk away because then they feel like they've failed somehow, not looking at it like this is a triumph for them. So I think that's the other piece of it, that they just don't recognize it. I think the other big piece is they hold themselves responsible for a lot of it. You know, if I'm just pretty enough, if I lose weight or if I give more sacks or if um, right. if I if I don't complain, oh, I must be complaining too much. And, you know, a big thing is, is that when somebody is if you're in a relationship with somebody who uh, we could say a narcissist, that could be mm-hmm. one thing, but right. they don't have to be a narcissist for it to be dysfunctional. So just somebody who even an addict, if you're with an addict or somebody who's an alcoholic or somebody who's living in a, any kind of a dysfunction, a right. very typical pattern is anything that they do that, that feels hurtful to you because they will need to be in denial because the only way to get the only way for any kind of dysfunction to continue to live is it has to be in secret. So now this person right. um, needs to find the next logical reason for their behavior. And typically it's the person that they're closest to. So they will blame their wife or their girlfriend Mm -hmm. for the things that they're doing. I wouldn't do this if you would do this. I wouldn't do that if you, you know, so. And and I I think there's also shame. I think there's a lot of shame that these women feel. So they might not share everything that's going on with a friend of theirs because they know what the friend is going to say to them and they don't want to hear it. So they pick and they're embarrassed also that they are accepting behavior that they shouldn't be accepting. But again, you can take, let's say a man, he doesn't start off being very controlling, saying you can't go out, you have to wear this, you can't wear that, you can't have friends, I want you home. Who's that on the phone? Who are you texting? They don't start off like that because no one would stay when it starts off like that. But because it's gradual, I think a lot of these women don't even see it happening. And then when it does, I think so many of these relationships tend to be volatile that we hold on to those good moments, which are become fewer and fewer in between. They don't really happen so often. But if it was good in the beginning, we keep on waiting for that to happen again, which makes it, I think, even more difficult for a lot of these women to leave. 
You know, Jane, there's like three things that you mentioned that I want to just speak to because they're great. Mm -hmm. One thing is the gradual thing. If this didn't happen gradually, it wouldn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to draw the parallel because you and I, uh, you can tell the frog in the boiling water story or I will. One of us is telling that shit today. (laughs) You can Um, tell it. Go right ahead. Go ahead. But basically, you know, it's like a frog in the boiling water. If you put, if you put a frog it, you know, you go to put a frog in boiling water. Um, animal activists, I don't do this. Okay. So keep your comments away because I'm not actually doing this. But anyhow, so if you go to put a frog in boiling water, um, they're going to retract. They're going to pull away. Right. If you put a frog in um, cool room temperature water in a pot, on a stove, on low, that frog will stay in that water. Even if you try to take that frog out, it will stay until it boils to death. It will try to pull back in and our lives just because the way our operating system works, our body, we are pulled toward what we are most used to. So it feels like withdrawal. If you're going to move away from a person who you've invested time with, you will literally go through a chemical withdrawal because of the feelings that you're not and the receptors that are not getting the chemical anymore from being in the relationship. But I, I'm the thing I want to address is the thing you said about if you look at anybody who's being abused, a child or anyone, when you were talking about friends, mm-hmm. you know, you want to keep it a secret. Right. Anything that is abuse the or anything that's any form of evil has to be a secret or it cannot survive. Shame cannot survive in the light when it's shared with a person who has earned the right to hear it. So the thing about this is that women in general, a lot of what we experience, I think men too, is that who I am with is a reflection of me. If this person Mm -hmm. is treating me badly, I must not have value. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me that I stay and there's something wrong with me that he's mean to me. Because if I was special enough, if I was compelling enough, he would never act like this, right? right? And that, and that's why, and that's a warning sign for women. When you stop telling your friends things or you're hiding behaviors that someone is doing, that's a big warning sign that you're in a situation that is definitely not good for you, Right. We have the wrong absolutely. friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Your friends suck then if you can't talk right. and, to them. And, and, and then what happens is a lot of, unfortunately, the women will make excuses when, oh, but he had a really bad day at work or it was my fault because the house was messy. So they're accepting responsibility for another person's behavior. And as you and I both know, we're not responsible for another person's behavior. Yet in some situations, we just make excuses. And you never want to be convinced, ladies, that by someone else, that what they've done, said, or how they've acted, or something that they've, um, in, some, in some way that they've hurt you, that it's your fault. And I think that it doesn't mean that whatever you need to own in regard to the situation you don't own, but everybody's responsible for the three feet around them. And any relationship that you're in, you want to make sure you're with a man who owns his shit, 
who owns, and I'm not, I'm just is self-aware and willing to grow and change. If you have someone who's not willing to grow and change, that's not a really good spot to be in. Right. And I'm going to throw in also that yeah. it's not always abusive relationships. It could just, it could be unhealthy in the sense that we're with someone who just doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. You know, I mean, what is a relationship? It should, we should be in a relationship with our best friend, that they're a safe person that we could tell anything we want, that we don't feel judged, that we have that emotional intimacy. And I think a lot of people just settle. So maybe it's not a toxic relationship, but by the same token, it's also not really a fulfilling relationship. I couldn't even agree more. And I'm so glad you said that because I, because I, we were talking a lot about like things that are really abusive or, you know, right. could be wrong, but the, the, one of the things it's a big, and it, it's definitely is an epidemic is that we've learned, you know, we are programmed and we've learned mm-hmm. if you just look at what's on the media or w- when you hear people just talk about marriage or you see things on television, you see that we have become accustomed to a marriage being an adversarial relationship where people are competing and that they talk, women talk amongst one another about how clueless the guy is and that, you know, and all, and there's this kind of this normalizing of a really a relationship where people are against one another and it's, and it's, and it's made to be funny. And let me tell you something. It's not funny. It's no, not funny, funny to nothing funny about no. it, right, Jane? Mm-hmm. No, no, there's nothing funny about it. No, and I really, w- if we can drive that home, it's not funny to live your life with a human being who you can't talk to, who you can't be right. yourself with, who you can't, who isn't your go-to. One of my number one things with my um, late husband was that, and I knew when I met him, one of the things about him. I sat at a table across from him and I felt like there would be nothing I could say to this guy that he would not understand, that he would not, he just would not judge me. And that was the most compelling, that, that cinched it for me. Cause I had, you know, I could tell you prior to, you know, I don't know why I'm telling this, but whatever I, cause I remember the moment I was sitting at a, you know, a restaurant with him. It's first time I met him and we were, And I had previously been going out with someone else who, like, if I couldn't find my phone, he would, like, kind of make fun of me, like, Mm. you know, oh, you know, like, and he always, like, kind of, like, implied a little bit that I was ditzy. And um, then I was, you know, sitting in front of my husband and um, first date, and I couldn't find my, I was thinking, shit, I don't know where my phone is. And I was thinking, I, I don't know what, why I needed it, but there was a reason, well, we were leaving or something. and. I turned around and it was in my pocket and I didn't want to say to him, Oh, 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 silly me. It's right in my pocket and act like a, you know, a ditz. So I, I just looked at him and I was like, and I just, and he, I smiled. I said, you know, Oh, it's in my pocket. And I was waiting for the, the joke. And he was Mm -hmm. like, he's like, Oh yeah. You know, I do that. I, you know, and he's like, it's okay. He was kind. Yes. And I think there's strength in being kind. And part of it, if you look at our society, you know, the question is, do we frown upon men who are just nice? Like, because to me, what does it mean for a man to be strong? I think it means for them to be 
a gentle person, a kind person, a giving person, that's a strong man. It is. Not one who loses their temper, who has to always be in control of things, who's bossy. That's not truly someone who's strong. That's an insecure man. But I think that our perceptions over the years have just gotten a little distorted. Yeah. You know, Jane, and you and I have discussed this, that rage is fear. Rage is fear. You know, bullying is fear. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a man or any person that is judgmental or putting someone down is not in a good place themselves, right? That's right. And then what happens, kind of what you're saying is then we end up putting ourselves down. So there's this implicit understanding between both people that the woman is dopey or ditzy, and then they kind of go along with that. And that's a theme in that relationship. So I think that it's up to us to say, no, that's not okay. You know, when you say that we get what we're willing to tolerate, at some point we have to say, you know what, I'm no longer willing to tolerate that. And that we have the power to change ourselves. We're not, we may not be able to change another person, but I do believe also that by us changing ourselves, it can change the dynamics in that relationship. You know, it is so, it is so important because if you, if you are clear, like what you're describing, Jane, mm-hmm. is like gold, because the, if you stay in the three feet around you right, and you stay there. And you only speak about, you know, instead of a lot of times what happens in relationships, the way that conflicts are not resolved is through attack, defend, defend, attack, attack, defend. Like the two people are going back and forth Mm -hmm. trying to determine who's right or who's wrong. It doesn't matter. You know, if one person is right and the other one is wrong, you both lose. So I remember you saying that. When someone gets so caught up with, let's say the man gets so caught up that he has to be right. I remember you saying to me, that is the sign of an insecure man. 100%. So there you go. There's so much value in being able to be wrong and, and, and grow. I mean, we're going to be wrong in our relationships. We're going Mm -hmm. to make mistakes. We live in a mistake averse society Mm -hmm. that, if the relationship is set up that if I make a mistake, you're, you're going to judge me, then I'm going to have to fight for my being right and, and putting you down. And, but when we're thinking about women who have become so convinced, and even if you just look at the culture that if you're not perfect, you're nothing. Mm -hmm. If you don't look perfect, you're nothing. Yeah. You know, like what are women competing against? And that I could bring a whole other thing into that. And I don't know why I'm doing it, but you know what? Women will, will be with men who are watching pornography, mm-hmm. right? I see that and a lot, actually. It has yeah. been, don't you, right? I see it and, a lot, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? The This is the thing. And this is not even a moral issue. Whether, whether we think it's right or wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. it is a psychological issue. And mm-hmm. it is a, it is a, it's a, a, in terms of sexual health, and uh, a healthy relationship. If you have decided together that you have a, an exclusive sexual relationship, mm-hmm. and where did we learn that viewing another sexual interaction 
is um, still staying within the boundaries of your marriage because basically, or your relationship, because, you know, sex is in the mind. It's a yeah, brain and, experience. And I think you're bringing a really good point that for a relationship to be healthy, to be sustainable, a healthy sex life is really important. So mm-hmm. in order to have that, you need to have, at least from a woman's perspective, that emotional intimacy, that you can laugh together and have fun together and actually enjoy being with each other. And when you have that, then you're going to have a good sex life. And again, I think a lot of women make excuses. Well, it doesn't happen that often, or I'm not really sure if that is, or maybe I'm doing something wrong. So it's, things are never always black and white. There's always just so much gray in everything. You know what, Jane, I'll tell you something. This is the thing. If there's any women out there who who are with men who rage or who Mm -hmm. they feel intimidated by, or they don't feel like they, or they feel like they're judging them. That's the surest way not to be open sexually. And if they feel that men are looking at other women or they're watching pornography, they're, they're in a competitive experience because who can compare themselves to a porn star, right? Uh, Physically. But so, you know, the thing that you just described, like if you think about a woman who you, you talk a lot about excuses Mm -hmm. and um, the other part, I just want to draw the parallel between people who are in relationships that they can't, don't feel that they emotionally can get out of. One of the things is, is that they can be with someone. It's like they have two boyfriends. So they have the good boyfriend who shows up. And they want to be with them. And then the bad boyfriend shows up and he's mean or he's um, unavailable or whatever. You feel nervous around him or he screams at you or he's, you know, even physically abusive, basically. And you want to break up with that boyfriend. But then the other boyfriend shows up. So then you stay with them. So it's like it's a very important thing to understand that you're with one person. Right. And it's the same person. It's the same same person. person. Because I think that in line with what you're saying, when you have the bad boyfriend. So I think there are two pieces. I think for a lot of women, they're like, okay, I just had the bad boyfriend. So now I know what good boyfriend's coming out soon. And he's going to be bringing me flowers and he's going to be nice to me. So they almost wait for the bad boyfriend, knowing that the good boyfriend is going to show up. And if for some reason he doesn't show up, because it might happen less and less frequently in, we still believe we still hold on to the dream, maybe the fantasy that it's still going to happen at some point. You know, so, I'll tell you something. It's, this is just like drug addiction. It's chasing mm-hmm. that first high. Yes. People are always chasing that first high and you can right. never get it, but in a, in an abusive cycle. So like if it goes in this circle, right. So then you have, let's say we start with somebody's really, really loving and kind and all these great things. And slowly you can feel around the circle it mounting that now they're becoming more and more distant and it can become, it can go all the way to domestic violence where they're, they're abusive. Mm-hmm. Women become addicted to that cycle because, and they almost will push it to get to the point where it can climax in violence or cruelty or whatever it is. Because they know that then they're going to get the high of the apology Mm -hmm. and I'm so wrong and I never should treat you that way and you're perfect and all the wonderful things about you. And it it turns into this cycle and then they start to lose it again and it goes around and around. But the thing about that, we become chemically addicted to that. 
And also women, little girls who are in situations where they have been victimized or they've been abused. One of the things that they really, really need is they need someone to say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I'm so, so sorry that I did that to you. You are this and that, and you are so beautiful and wonderful. So they have this ongoing emotional abuse or this person inside that's been buried alive that they need. First of all, they need to express it and feel Mm -hmm. the pain of it. And then they need the feeling of being it being resolved. Yeah. So they become addicted to that cycle and they don't even know it. Yeah. You, under, you understand yes, what I mean by that, right? Yes, and allowing themselves to feel that pain because yes. I think what happens- They need to feel it. We yeah. think that we deserve it and that we're responsible for that. So I think that's why with therapy, it's a process. You know, it's not like, so it's not like someone's coming to us one and done. It takes time because we have to work through whatever- we're presenting whatever our issues are. So, and I think the other piece is societal norms that women feel like they have to be in a relationship. And that's, you know, that's a much bigger than, than you or me, but I think that it's just, it's just a complicated issue. It's not so, it's not so simple. Let me ask you something, Jane. Yes, you ask I know my, well, my answer. You asked me. Yeah. Would okay. you want, I mean, I can tell you, I would hands down, Rather be alone, physically alone with no one ever than be with someone who's shitty, be with someone who is emotionally unavailable, be with someone. I mean, this wasn't like that when I was younger, but now I'm like, I would, I'm so happy alone. Listen, oh my God, a thousand percent would much rather be alone. I think though for a lot of girls in their twenties, they have this plan. They're going to find the perfect man. Then they're going to get married. Then they're going to have 2.5 kids. Yeah. So I think that they feel like this has to happen. And then when they have friends around them that are starting to do this, they put this pressure on themselves that this has to happen. So I think it's a question of, as you said, feeling good about ourselves, saying, you know what? I'm enough. I, I am good enough. And I don't need someone else in my life to make me feel better. They're just the cherry on the top of an already happy life, of an already happy life. But I got to say something that's the most, I feel like this is so freaking important. This is where I want to scream. I want to shake everybody's shoulder. All right, this is it. Bring it on. Bottom line is, is that you can do every fudging thing on the outside that you want to do, everything. You can find the perfect person. You can do all the things. You can you can create a sense of happiness in your life, but you don't know how screwed up you are until you're in a relationship. So basically, because it reveals all the stuff. So mm-hmm. what really needs to happen is this, is that if we don't wake up to the fact that we are automated and that if you if we don't recognize that the patterns if you see a pattern, like Jane, isn't yeah. when we see a pattern, we're like, yay, there's a pattern. Yes. Well, because and we even we better than it. that, when our clients see the pattern, that's then, the key. then they own it. Yep. And that's, I think, that's what our it. goal is, that they recognize it and they own it and they yes. accept it. And once that happens. Yeah, but Jane, what, is it, what does the pattern tell them? So then they, they understand themselves, I think, in a whole different dimension that they understand. And a lot of it has to do, and we're not going to have time to get into it, but their whole family of origin, 
how we swear up and down, high and low, it's never, ever, ever going to happen to us. We are never going to be in the same type of relationship that our parents were in. Yet, so many of us end up in similar relationships. Because Jane, and I know you have to go, Jane has a client, but I have to say this. Okay, so listen, the truth is, is that it's like hacking at the leaves to Mm -hmm. stop the fruit that's coming. The bottom line is, is that all of us have a program inside of us, whether it's happening now or not, it is running the show. So our thoughts are on and they're electrical impulses that are on a loop and they keep repeating over and over again. And they're generated from core beliefs that are within our neurological makeup. So if a woman believes, I'm going to tell you right now, a woman will only get the man that she believes she deserves. Mm-hmm. The universe, God almighty, whatever, whatever your God of understanding mm-hmm. is, will never bring you things in your life that you, that you feel that you do not deserve. You will get exactly what you're worth, your personal you worth. Mm-hmm. And until you go inward and rewire, pivot away from the thoughts that are taken, that are aligned with abuse, pivot away from the feelings that support abuse, pivot away from a belief system. If you're believing that you're not good enough, you will find a man, a man who also aligns with that. So right. you're, it's not going to change by finding a great guy. Right. And that's and, why, as you've said, yes. how we have to dig deep, because I think once we understand that about ourselves, then we're, then we're finding someone who is worthy of us. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, become, you know, I always tell people become the person who gets the man, you know, or become the person who gets the job, become the person before it shows up. The guy's not mm-hmm. the solution. Right. Right. Guy's never. All right. I know you have to go. Jane has a client now. I wonder if it's going to be a girl who's in a relationship that's that she's stuck in. There's <laughs> a, be, I have the a lot, odds I have are a lot up. of them. So that's, that's very possible. <laughs> the odds are there. I got a lot. Jane, thank you so much for being thank you. This on great. the show. It was just, it's incredible to have you and go do your thing. And I may do a little five minute rant. All right. Terrific. Thank All you, right. Allison. See you later. Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. So guys, listen. So the, the main point here is that If there are women out there that are listening, there's going to be all forms of relationship that are, it can go all the way from domestic violence to um, just really not feeling satisfied or really not feeling good about yourself in a relationship. And what I want you to understand is that you are not alone, that there are, there is a very, very, very large pool of women who are living the same way. And they're ashamed to say it. And they want, if you even look like women want to show that they got flowers, women want to show that they got a beautiful gift because, and they want to show how kind and sweet their husband or, or boyfriend is to them because it's a reflection on their value. So what I want you to understand is if you're in a situation like that, it doesn't reflect your value. And in order to begin to change and become uh, free 
out of the process. It doesn't mean like your friends will say, oh, get out of it. Just break up with him. You know, very, very often, most times women cannot do that. And then they're criticized. Well, it's her fault. She stayed with him. I'm going to tell you something. I'll call a big bullshit on that. And any of you women out there are saying that to your friends, you better stop that. Because the truth is, is that it's very similar to a drug and it really feels impossible to leave, even though you feel like you should. So what I want to say to women out there who are saying that to their friends, please stop, be objective. They don't need to, they don't need to do what you say there. They need to own it and become and buy in themselves and get, get enough empowerment to be able to go. And sometimes women need a friend to come alongside and say, I know that this is so hard for you. And I'm here to help encourage and empower you as a human being. So one of the things that we do is we help women become more and more empowered. Uh, being able to have a voice, being able to have voice, a voice in situations that uh, feel less threatening to them and to incrementally grow their strength from the inside until it just naturally shifts them away from the relationship that they were aligned with because the relationship no longer aligns with the empowerment that's inside. So I want you to know that there's hope. Any woman who's out there, and I know there's a lot of them. I listen, I know there's more than a lot. And I have never once met a woman who has not been in a relationship that they felt ashamed of, that they felt hurt in, that they that they were so upset by. And any of you teenage girls out there, uh, what I want to say to you is that the pool that you're swimming in very often is because you're young, is that they are literally teenage guys, or maybe a guy in their 20s, and they haven't matured yet, and they haven't developed into or learned how to be a good, good man or learned how to interact relationally. So I want you to be encouraged that, you know, as you're, you know, focus on growing and becoming the woman that you're meant to be. And hopefully, I want to say to the man that you're growing to be the man that you're meant to be. Because the truth is, is that a real alpha is can be masculine and strong and and have like a, a solid base. And someone like that is typically super kind because they don't need to prove anything. So young men out there, if you feel that you need to prove something, or if you've learned that women um, aren't as valuable or your buddies, you know, uh, you feel like, you know, you see women as a pain in the neck or needy. What you want to think about is, first of all, don't be with a woman that you feel that way about and begin to become the man that is valuable to a woman and find a woman who finds you valuable as well. So I just want to say that uh, we're going to talk more about this because it's a hot topic and it's a really, really important thing that I don't know why we haven't done it sooner, but I'm just glad that Jane brought it up. So I want to thank you guys for being here, for listening to the show. If you like the show and if you know any women, young girls, it doesn't matter their age that would really could use like some encouragement and not feel so alone in this situation, please, please, you know, send them this link. 
we just really appreciate any likes or, or anybody who could subscribe because, you know, I, we don't do this for money. You know, this is not what this is about. This is to spread the word, to help as many people as possible, to add value, to change lives, to awaken people to the power that they have within to change the life that they're living. Most people are living a life that they have just fallen into instead of living a life that they really, really want to live. So that is what Mission Awake is about. It's about holy, like, like you have the power within you all along. If you found value here, share it with others. And um, that to me uh, pays for the work that we do and the time we spend here, because that's what we want. That's, that's what our payment is, is to see people's lives change. You know, human beings are, are my inheritance. So I just want to bless you. Thank you for being here. And until the next time, Mission Awake. Bye, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I just want to say to you that we are all together a part of the mission, Mission Awake, a mission that's going to stop the mediocrity that's plaguing all of us. So if you got something here today, I ask that you would be a part of this mission and you'd share it with whoever you can. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on your Instagram. If you are looking for me, you can find me on social media platform, Instagram, Allison Answers or Logger Counseling Services. And give us a, a review and subscribe, if you could, to YouTube. Allison Answers. That's where you're going to get a lot of content. I drop stuff every day, goofy stuff, all different kinds of stuff. Five-minute videos that just get you moving in your day. Have a great week. See you next time.